HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. HRN is food radio supported by you. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org. This episode is supported by HRN business member Food Karma Projects. Dedicated to community building by creating unique food events that showcase the best local food, chefs, beer, and wine. Get fired up for the return of Rib King NYC for a full day of delicious fun at the ultimate Memorial Day barbecue and live music event featuring two sets of jammed out funk and blues mashups. It all takes place on Saturday, May 27th at Industry City in Brooklyn, New York. To purchase tickets or for more information, visit ribkingnyc.com. Food Karma Project supports HRN's creative educational reporting and storytelling that drives conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. I am Chop Anyone. And this is Agave Road Trip, the critically acclaimed award-winning podcast that helps Green Geeks bartenders better understand Agave, Agave Spirits in rural Mexico. And today I am fighting for my life. I had an amazing Agave Spirits tasting yesterday, and I had to crack a beer before we started recording. So if my voice sounds a little bit slow, I apologize. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, when you when you uh, were doing that tasting, Chava, yes, did you did you finish everything that was in each of the bottles that you were tasting? Well, as a matter of fact, we were drinking from twenty liter liter jugs. Uh, so, so yes, it was, so we 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 did some damage to them, but you know, uh, I think there was tiny little bits left behind. Tiny little bits left behind. Interesting. Yes. So we got we got an email. It was an email. I don't know if it was an email or a text message or an Instagram message. I don't know. But we got a message from our pal Raquel. Did I say his name right? Raquel. Well, I will pronounce it Raquel. <laughs> How would he pronounce it? Well, well, it is more like uh, every time I see uh, Raquel, I just I I I think of him as a rascal of agave spirits in, in a very tender way. 
Oh, I kind of like that. Okay, so we yeah. got a, a, a message from the rascal of Agave Spirits saying, uh, asking, in essence, if we would do an episode about the concept of the infinity bottle. You know the infinity bottle, Chava? Uh, I do because I have a father that lived in, like, that party in his 20s in rural Mexico. No, no, explain that to me. You had a father who, so how do you know Infinity Bond? <laughs> well, I, I have a father. He's still not partying, but in his 20s, <laughs> he was partying in, in rural Mexico. And he had uh, this story where at the bar where he used to go drinking, every time there was a tiny little bit left in one of the bottles, the barman had a huge one. We call them patonas, mm-hmm. which I think they're like, they can hold about three liters, usually from Bacardi. Bacardi Blanco, and he will put that tiny little bit into that big one. And when he didn't like one, uh, one of the people attending the bar, who will (laughs) give them a free shot. And that will just destroy you. (laughs) So it was literally done to punish people. Uh, In in my, uh, according to my father's account, yes. Oh, that's interesting. And, you know, it, it kind of, okay, so the, what's the concept of the Infinity Bottle? It's literally what you just suggested, except that I think in the whiskey circles, it's considered sort of a thing. Yeah, but they're not throwing their Malibu. They're not throwing their Bacardi. They're not oh, throwing their Brandy. Yes. Like, this was a everybody's invited kind of Infinity Bottle. There, It was not category uh, exclusive. Therefore, God. can you imagine the texture of that? Can you imagine the color? I'm actually very interested in, in, in that. I've never seen one in person. You know, I, I, I think I've probably brought this up in another episode, but it kind of reminds me of the game I used to play with my friend Brian Morton in Toronto, um, uh, where, where our friend Roy is right now. Uh, where Brian and I had this game we created called Around the Bar in 90 Minutes. Uh, I I think you've mentioned that in private conversations. Oh, just private conversations, mm-hmm. where uh, in essence we would get a point for each spirit that we would drink, each different spirit, and then two points for any spirit that uh, we H- would drink the other person. How old were pers- you when you were doing this? Uh, 12 13 okay. so we would have been we would have been in our early 20s back when right. you know okay, okay. When, yeah can, you can, can do damage yeah um and and so you would we like literally we would mix things as you're suggesting like the bacardi with the malibu with the in order to get more points in our drink but not in one glass no 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 in one glass oh okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, there's there's not a lot that you could pour for me that would would have turned me away back then. I guess is really the answer. Lovely. But um, I can see where, yeah, it's, it's that would be uh, a thing you didn't want, and yet you've like I I have to say I am confused by the infinity bottle concept. Well, I I I am not just given, and you shouldn't either, given the amount of mezcal that you hold in your house. And I get so annoyed, so, so annoyed when I have a bottle that just a tiny little, like a few drops in there. And I want to throw it away because I, I think every spirits that I have in my house are very precious. But I also don't know what, like, it's taking shelf space. And I'm like, what do I do with these two ounces sitting in a bottle? Drink them. Yeah, but sometimes I like, I don't want to drink them right away. So I, I think the idea of a Mezcal Infinity bottle, if executed right, I'm actually digging the idea a lot. Okay, tell me what the right execution is. So the way we'll go about it, it's do it by region, by state. How about by state? 
So I, I will have Ooh. a Guerrero Infinity Bottle, Jalisco Infinity Bottle, Puebla, Tamaulipas. Uh, I you, even I'm, have... I'm curious. Would you mix? Would you mix Java your San Luis Potosi bottle with your Guanajuato bottle? Could no, those two no, be no, married? No no no, 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 no. Well, or or that can be a whole different collection, like a Salmiana the... bottle. Well, you can do agave, you can do state, and you can do geographical region. You can do your mixteca, your huasteca, your bajio. Yeah, that'll be that'll be pretty badass. Or would well, God, you know, I was going to say, but would it? We don't really know, but I think we do know. Isn't this in essence? Isn't this what uh, your pal Luis in uh, Zapotitlan de Vadillo kind of does? Luis Velasco, my favorite human during the last few months. Uh, so in a capacity, yes, because back in the day, as we have discussed in the past, you wouldn't buy mezcal from uh, Lineño made by Jose Luis. You just bought mezcal. This idea of separating species and labeling it by producer and all these nerdy things that we do these days is extremely modern. Mm-hmm. So Luis will go from taverna to taverna to taverna, uh, drink a healthy amount, and then buy everything they had at the end of the night, <laughs> which is which, everybody's which, dream. It's everybody's dream. <laughs> it's, it goes from a healthy amount to an unhealthy amount. I mean, if you, if you have a house that is big enough, which he does have, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't say that it's an unhealthy amount because you Fair. can you can store it. And he, he has like this very specific mind, and he will buy maybe, you know, 60 liters from this guy, 40, 30, 20. And then he, because he likes order, he will do 100 liter batches that he will formulate using the different things that he bought from everybody. But but he's literally tasting and figuring out, I need like 30% from this and 20% from that. And Well, he, he was more of, I got it, then let's see how it works. Say that again. Yeah. I'm, I'm like he will buy the thing. He will smell. Yeah. He will chase it, and it's like yeah. this makes sense. So my understanding of this is he didn't build a hundred liter batches right away. Ow, 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 ow. You know, like he will buy extra something. It's like oh, this makes a ton of sense with this batch that I was building, and he will complement that flavor profile with the extra fifteen liters that he found from these guys, and. Honestly, and I know this is tremendously frowned upon, and I I think that this idea of the Infinity Bottle touches on that because I think there's a tremendous potential. And just based on what we have from Luis Velasco, which uh, we made a release uh, through Maguey Melate, and all of his stuff is just stunning. It's just some of the best mezcal I've tried in a long time. And this idea of the cold blend it's usually perceived in the mezcal context as laziness, as irresponsible, <laughs> as destroying the recipe that a mezcalero worked really hard to get to. Because I think that we usually drink things that are cold blended out of necessity and not with a clear intention in mind. Well, you know, I and, and, and I understand that. Certainly when you're talking about agave spirits, I understand it. Um, uh, just because you can't visit Lalo and not hear that message, right? But when you think about uh, something more like a, a, a commercial whiskey, 
right? So much of that is blended, even when it's not blended, right? Even if it's not label blended, it's blended. And what I mean by that is they're trying to get a at least semi-consistent flavor with most of these whiskeys. And to do that, they're going to be blending different parts of the distillation. They're going to be blending different distillations from that same distillery in order to get a fairly consistent flavor profile. Just because their volumes are insane. Yeah. And so I... I Luis's approach is the first time that I try a cold blend that was made with intention. That was Ugh. made not because he had a to supply a uh, person that had bought spirits from him that he didn't have enough spirits, so he had to go out shopping coyote style to get those <laughs> extra two hundred liters or two thousand or twenty thousand liters in order to get to his uh, what he had promised to a buyer. This guy was just this insane collector that will find beautiful things and will like try to make sense out of them with the other things that he had bought just because that's how his mind worked and uh i i i'm actually like i'm so happy about everything i've tried from him that i will be interested in trying some other iterations of such approach if done yeah. carefully and would you try Raquel's? Well, that is what I'm saying. If, if, the, if, the, if there's a kid whose palate I tremendously respect, and not only because he has drank it all under the sun, but also because he, I think he can articulate very well what he's trying, it's definitely Raquel's. Oh, and, you say, and, and because he also agrees with you so frequently. He's some, we, we do have our differences, Lou. Not as aggressive as the differences we have, but we have our differences. <laughs> I actually, I think I need to start writing reviews in mescalreviews.com. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm reading a bunch of the reviews lately and I'm like, wow, this, this guy's really getting to it. But anyways, uh, the I, I think I will be interested in trying his Infinity Bottle. Absolutely. Okay. So we're saying the conclusion, I think, is that doing an Infinity Bottle with Mescal is okay. You're not going to go to hell for it. I think that let's try this. You do your infinity bottle. I'm no, sure. No, 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 have- no, no, no. That can be your approach. I'm never going to do the infinity. I'm going to like I, if I've got because I I hate that idea. A, I don't oh, think I Lord. have the I don't think I have the palate to do that kind of like intentional blending. Right. B, if if it's in my house, you know, there there have been bottles that have been gifted to me that I don't necessarily love. But if it's in my house, I probably love it. And even if there's just a little bit. I've got so many, so many empty 50 milliliter bottles around. I just put it in that, move the label over there, free up the other bottle. Like, I would never mm. do that. I well, I, I, that. I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Uh, and maybe in 10 episodes from now, uh, I'll tell you if I succeeded of, or if I still need 30 years more of experience in order to get to a fortunate blend. How about that? Well, hang on a second. That sounds to me like you're not actually doing the infinity bottle, that you're intentionally blending. You're going to take stuff sitting around in your house and intentionally play. Oh, look at that smile. Yes, yes, yes. Of course I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take the Luis's approach. So I guess like this is not necessarily a, a um, uh, textbook infinity bottle, but I just love the idea of the cold blend and see if I can get something interesting out of it. So it's the Infinity Bottle and Beyond. 
That's the name of the episode for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Well, when I'm down in Mexico City next, I look forward to tasting those bottles. Oh, no, no. It needs, it needs to be in glass resting for at least two years. So it's two years from when now. When I'm in Mexico City <laughs> in two years, I look forward to tasting those <laughs> bottles, Java. Grandiose, Senorita Lu. Well, always a pleasure. Adios. <laughs> Catch you. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lu Bank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.